0: Blog Talk Radio
1: Hello everyone, welcome to Neil Thompson Speaks, where we talk to people who broke free of the corporate world shackles to start their own businesses. I'm your host, Neil Thompson, official corporate shackle breaker. Today's guest is Beth Frick of the Tech Doctor. I'm interested to hear about her transition from corporate employee to technical writing coach, her book aimed at freelancers, available on Amazon by the way, and her future plans. Let's bring her in right now.
0: Hi there, no, Neil. Beth. This is How Betty. How you doing? Welcome
1: to Neil Thompson speaks.
0: I'm doing great. By the way, I know it's a weird, it's weird the way I spell my name, but it is pronounced Betty.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. Well, thank you nope. for the clarification.
0: Sure, no problem. Can you hear me? Should I, I, you seem a little soft. so I'm going to bounce up my sound a little bit there. Okay. How's that?
1: Yeah, I hear you. I hear you fine.
0: Okay, great. Excellent. Well,
1: thank you again for taking time and, and calling in to Neil Thompson speak. I appreciate it. I'm sure the, the listeners do as well.
0: Well, and thanks for asking me, Neil. This is uh, an honor. I have to admit, it's the first time I've ever been asked to do this.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I'm sure this will be very painless. <laughs> I hope so. I do hope so. Yes. Right. Absolutely. Well, first question. As a child, what did you want to be when you grew up?
0: You know, I'm so glad that you asked that because I had been thinking about that recently. Um, I'm not sure I had a clear picture of what I wanted to be, but I can tell you what I did when I was a child, which was to get books out of the house and read them to the neighbor kids. And I also remember correcting kids' grammar. and not I mean I thought that was a perfectly normal thing <laughs> to do. Well now turns out that's what I do today. I don't read to kids. I but I'm um I'm a teacher. So apparently I knew back then when I was seven or eight, you know, that I wanted to be a teacher.
1: Interesting. You used to correct kids' grammar when you were a child. I'm sure they appreciated it.
0: <laughs> not much. About as much, much as my there. students feel today, yeah. Most right. of them are like, oh, do you have to do that? <laughs> yeah. What was your first adult job? Um, in, well, let's see, adult. I worked in high school. I wanted to go to Rome, Italy, because I was studying Latin with a teacher who arranged for us as a class to go to Rome, Uh, for a week, for 10 days over Easter. Um, And so I worked, my first job was working in a department store in a local neighborhood, okay? And then as an adult, I guess, in when I was later on in high school, I worked also in a store. I guess most of the time, I, I guess maybe you're thinking about like when you got out of school, like out of college, right, as an adult. Is that yeah. what you're thinking? Yeah. It, it was interesting because once I – I was a secretary in the English department at the University of Pennsylvania when I, when I was finishing my undergraduate degree there. I got to hang out, you know, with all the English professors and, and all of that, and it was, it was a great job. I loved it. And then, then I got reduced um, – because I put myself through school – I got reduced tuition, to do that, and as soon as I got done with that, I went to Anchorage, Alaska, and I became a probation officer. <laughs> wow. Believe it or not, yeah, I know. Switch. It was really wild. And then I got, I did get um, a credential, my credentials to become a teacher in the Anchorage school district.
1: Okay, so you work in Alaska as a teacher. What, what grade did you teach?
0: I started out in middle school. I was just talking because I have a neighbor who's a middle school teacher, and we were just swapping stories. <laughs> Hers are current. Mine were a few years ago. Um, and so I taught middle school, and then I moved up to high school in the same school district. Oh, well,
1: that's, that's pretty cool. So it sounds like you've had quite a number of jobs. You worked for the university as the secretary. You worked as a probation officer. You worked as a yeah. teacher but eventually you decided you didn't want to work for anybody anymore and to become your own boss become self-employed what motivated you to become a business of one or to become self-employed
0: well actually i had um i'd had quite a few jobs after that as well i taught in once I got my doctorate in English I taught in college um, i taught at like century college in the Twin Cities of Minnesota, um, and then I taught at Metro State there. And I also taught at the university while I was getting my doctorate. So, you know, what I found was um, that well, in the beginning, actually when I first got out of graduate school, I had just gotten divorced and I had um, three children, so I needed to get a job that had benefits because of the medical insurance. And so I worked for a company that was developing e learning way back. I mean, this was when e learning, Neil, this is probably way before your time, um, when e learning was on those big um, laser discs. Do you, I don't know if you remember those.
1: I do vaguely. I don't think I ever owned <laughs> one myself.
0: No, I know. It was crazy. Well, so in that job, I did. Uh, with no, almost no preparation and certainly no instructional design background, I was developing a, a program for um, for people who, for low literacy readers, and it was fascinating and I loved it. I really did. And then the project got cut. One day I came to work and they said, "We we're, we're killing the project, and you have two weeks of uh, uh, to, time to put in here, or you can get two weeks severance." And I said, "See ya." And then I went to work for another company doing marketing, and that, and this was in 1990, if you'll recall, there was a big recession going on. And uh, that job lasted about six months, and then I also got two weeks. They were kind enough to pay me severance. So I guess what really motivated me to start my own company and become self-employed was those two experiences made me realize that, yeah, it can look. You can. It can look very much like you are secure, but that's only a, a, one sentence away from being insecure, <laughs> not having a job. You know. And, oh you, yeah, you, you know, definitely. Yeah, and neither. I don't know if it's happened to you before. If you've been, if you've worked in a company, you know, I wasn't. I don't ever consider myself having been fired because it wasn't ever for for performance. I was in the middle of 40. People getting laid off at a time. So, you know, life happens, right?
1: Yeah, that's absolutely true, Betty. You know, you did work on, sounds like a number of jobs before you eventually started with the tech, you know, you started the tech doctor, and you said that, you know, what really motivated you was not wanting to be essentially gotten rid of again. How did you get past the the fear of leaving corporate America? Did you actually, well, actually, a question I probably should ask you, did you have any fear? In going into business for yourself, and if you did, how'd you get
0: past that? Um, that's a great, that's a great question. Um, trying to remember because again, this was twenty years ago, um, and the last layoff was on the Monday after Thanksgiving, <laughs> which is great. And so yeah, I know the timing was really bad. Um, I, I think the Fear um, of it was more of surviving, you know, because I still had three kids and uh, to feed, and so it was like, oh, what are we going to do here, you know? And um, I guess I was fortunate that I did have a little bit of savings, and I had a very kind parents who who fronted me some money, which in a loan, which I did pay back. Um, I think the fear was uh, was more of survival rather than leaving because I was so ready to leave by that time. It was like I, can't, I don't want to go through this again because, wh- you know, of course what happens in development when you're developing a product, those are the first people to go, and marketing are the first people to go. And right. the other thing that I would have done in a corporation that I would have wanted to do was Training and training is one of the first to go as well, so it's like I can see the writing on the wall, so I guess maybe the um maybe maybe being having a, a healthy sense of resentment <laughs> at corporate america um made me overcome whatever fears I might have had um and I started out i I did start out in my as the text doctor as um Three main service lines, the first was writing, uh because I wasn't sure about how to go about getting training positions, you know training gigs. Um, the second was editing, and the third was training and gradually the writing and the editing just eventually have gone away because I've been able to establish the training aspect business, which is what I really love and it pays the most, so that's good well, huh right.
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. You start off with three, you saw which ones were working, you you kept going on with the ones that worked. That makes total sense. So now you
0: are oh, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry, Neil, I was also going to say um what what what's interesting is for anybody who is thinking about going off on their own and um that you can do the best market research you can. You can do the best strategizing you can, but you can never really see what lies ahead of the next bend, you know. So, I mean, recently in the last, about six years ago, well, okay, so the crash of 2007 and 2008, training started to dry up, and I decided to go back into editing, and I looked for what paid the most, which was medical editing, and so I went and got credentials. As a medical editor, well, all of that falls under, you know, the umbrella of the text doctor. And I did very well. I was making really good money as a medical editor. And then apparently a lot of other people figured that out. <laughs> it paid well, and even without their credentials, they came in and took the. They, it, it, so they took jobs away, and because you know, if you could pay. Somebody thirty dollars an hour. That's better than the hundred an hour that they had been paying me. I don't think the, that the people were were uh, you know, were really um, as skilled. But hey, companies today just seem to want to get price. So anyway, so I just want to make that point that while while I I I thought I was headed down the path of training, and now I am again. Um sometimes you have you do what you have to do because you 've got a mortgage, and you know by now the kids are grown and gone, but a dog i 've got a dog to feed and you know <laughs> habits of my own <laughs> you know,
1: right right how yeah
0: does go? i i yeah i
1: totally I totally get that so now you're you're doing training for the tech doctor you 're kind of done away with the writing and the editing when it comes to getting clients for for the text doctor to do your to do your trainings, how do you go about doing that?
0: Well, that's interesting because we're in another, um, I think, another pre-recession where training seems to have dried up a bit. Um, I do the normal marketing, and in my book, Business Matters, I have several chapters about marketing. um, And I actually – so I've had a website since 1995. Okay, so I've had a website for twenty one years, and that has brought a number of clients um, when I was doing stand up training um, where I would physically you know haul myself to a company, whether they were in the Twin Cities or whether they were now now I'm in colorado whether uh, or whether I had to get on a plane to go to their headquarters um, uh, when i when i was trying to find minnesota client local clients i would give away free lunch and learn and i would give free presentations of uh you know one hour presentations and that was kind of a sales you know it's kind of like free cookies at the grocery store you know if they taste good you'll buy them and and i got a lot of business that way i also did a lot of networking totally networking and i still do that but I teach more by webinar now, so the networking is kind of hard because my clients are all over the country and sometimes the world. So it doesn't, you know, the networking is the, is not not bringing in as much as uh, the website.
1: Um, okay, is. okay. That's so website. So you do you do webinars for your training as opposed to on site, and you found that's been there- a a better fit for you? I'm guessing it would be better just because you don't have to leave your wherever you live and people can do the webinars at their own pace. And is, is there any other benefits that you can see from doing webinars as opposed to on-site training?
0: Oh, a lot of benefits, yes. I re- I'm glad you asked that question because then I can talk a little bit about my next book, but let's, I'm going to make you wait on that one. Um, yeah, well, you mentioned, um, you know, I can do this um, in my sweatpants. <laughs> my office with my bunny slippers and i usually make my dog leave the office i mean you know go to the next room but that today she's sleeping quietly at my feet and snoring away so but i mean it's it's nice not to have to suit up and drive someplace and haul a bunch of books in yeah that's really good so for me as a trainer for anybody as a trainer it's a benefit it's also nice because the only way to make Stand up training efficient uh, financially is to do it all day, and now I chunk my webinars into two-hour segments, and the companies actually love those. Everybody loves that um, because rather than send their people to, um, let's say, building X, which happens to be, you know, a mile and a half down the road from their wherever they work, uh, for all day, um, now they they sit at their desk and they watch video, and they interact, and that's part of the book I'll tell you about. They do, um, we do a lot of interaction. The advantage of the webinars for the the student is if a student has, say they were coming to an all-day training, and they wake up and they're sick, or their kid is sick, or, you know, something went terribly wrong on the production floor, and they have to be there all day, they've lost that training. You know, they miss that whole training. Whereas, with a webinar for two hours, if they're going to miss one segment of the webinar, I record them, and then they can watch that and take a test, and they, you know, they're back in the flow. So, that's that's those are some of the benefits. Plus, there I've had people actually tell me I would rather interact anonymously on uh, in the webinar chat than in a live class. And there's a lot of introverts who feel that way. So yeah, there's a lot of benefits to webinars.
1: Yeah, you know, yeah, that that sounds that sounds really great, Betty. You, you mentioned briefly that you wrote a book called Business Matters. It's a book. Before I understand, actually, I remember reading the book a year, I maybe mean, less than a year ago. Year towards freelancers. Tell tell the listeners about the book. What really motivated you to write it?
0: Well, it was interesting. Um, you know, I used to write. A column for the Society for Technical Communication, of which I am a member, and I would totally recommend for anybody who's starting a business, find an organization for for example, for me, it was STC, the Society for Technical Communication, that gives you um, the professional development you need because they totally do. They great they have great webinars, they have great conferences, um great magazines, great literature, just Lots of oh, that's, I've gotten a lot of business through STC too, um, and so I to help and uh, to help pay them back and give back what I had received. I wrote a, a column. I'm trying to think if it was monthly, I think it was just quarterly, uh, called Business Matters. And after about 10 years of doing that, I kind of tired of that process. And by that time, we were getting more into blog posts and things like that. So I just said, well, thank you. I think I'll um, pass this on to somebody else who might like to do it. And then I got, I don't know where the idea came from, Neil, but it was like, oh, I have the copyright to all of those. So I contacted uh, Richard, oh, gosh. I forget my publisher's last name. Anyway, Richard Hamilton of XML Press and because he's associated with STC and said, hey, I got all these articles. Let's make a book out of them. And I thought, you know, easy peasy, right? You just slap the articles together, kind of organize them a little bit. Oh my gosh. I ended up rewriting a bunch of them. I ended up adding another five or ten articles, short articles, short chapters that were more updated. uh, And then um, and published the book, and it's been it's gotten um, very good reviews on on Amazon. I'm I'm pleased I'm pleased with that book. It was a good book.
1: And I think and, you have mentioned that you're considering or maybe even currently writing another book.
0: Yes, and it's a man. It's a good thing we're not doing this visually because I'm tearing my hair out. No, actually, the worst part of it is over. Um, so I. Because of my experience in teaching webinars, you know, and when I started, I looked around for books that would help me make my webinars more interactive because that's more interesting for me and, um, for you know, it's all about me, right? <laughs> I want to stay awake in my webinars so and I want to make it more interesting for my students. So... Mm-hmm. What I found was that most of the books are, and they say it right away, webinars for marketing, you know. The, web, webinar, the books about webinars were how to promote your products through the giving free webinars. And I have no problem with that. It's a perfectly valid source of marketing for other people's products, but it wasn't what I wanted. So I had to learn or what I needed. So I had to learn this stuff on my own. Um, And as I was learning it, I thought, you know, surely somebody's going to have this in a book, and they still don't. I mean, there's a couple There's one out that sort of is, you know, how to kind of give college-length classes where you have breakout sessions, and I didn't want that. I mean, we just don't have time in corporations for breakout sessions like you would in a college class. So I decided to just kind of pull it together, and I actually wrote the draft without even um, committing myself to publishing it was just, I just want to see how this is going to go, okay? And it turned out, I think, to be very helpful. I give people like really nitty-gritty advice, um, just like the, the business matters. You know, it's like in business matters, when I talk about networking, I talk about don't talk about yourself in, right away when you meet somebody. Find out everything you can about them and what they're up to and what their, what their business is. And how you can help them. I mean, that's a—that's what I mean by you know, kind of like guerrilla marketing tactics there. And so, for the webinar book, I wanted like, okay, how do you encourage people to chat? You know, and one of the things I do, and this is in the book, if it's a small class, I and and I'm afraid I won't get enough chat if it's like under ten. You know, sometimes classes are 20 20 people, so I have way too much chat. <laughs> But under ten, um, then what I what I'll say is okay. The person who chats the most, the three people who chat the most, get this prize, and it's you know it's some text doctor swag. People will kill themselves to chat. I mean, they'll knock their fingers off chatting. So that's what that book ended up being is a lot of very down to earth checklists and here's how you can make this and here's how you can do this. And then I decided to approach Richard Hamilton of XML Press, and he said, yeah. So the book has been through editing. Uh, it is uh, – all the graphics have been put in place. I'm working – as we speak, today I'm talking to the, um, the, the cover designer, because Richard turned that over to me since she's a friend of mine. And I'm not exactly sure when it will be published, but it will be both an e-book and a, and a book book. So.
1: Okay, excellent. That's, uh, so, the listeners out there, be on the lookout for Betty Frick's re- recent book or la- her latest book on on webinars. She already yeah. has one called biz- the, She already has one called Business Matters, which I've read. It was a great read. Very, very a lot of great information in there, and, and very easy to read. So, it wasn't you know, even though you're the text doctor, it wasn't too scholarly. <laughs> you know, people can get through it. <laughs> yeah.
0: I don't do scholarly unless I have to, Neil. I forgot to tell you the name of the of the gun webinars is called Webinar School, and Webinar it, School. I yeah Webinar School. So I'll send you a copy of that when that's done.
1: Oh well, well thank you very much. I, I appreciate it. I I, wait, I can't wait to to read that book. And as I, like I said, I enjoyed the the first book, so I can't really see me not enjoying that second book. You've had quite mm-hmm. an interesting life, Betty. You started out. You know all these various jobs, and then you started the tech doctor. You pretty much focused. You focused your, your your business on on webinar training. You know, starting off doing doing on-site training, transitioning to webinar training. You've already published one book. You have another book coming out. You've, you've done quite a number of things, and for the people that are listening, I'm sure that they can learn a lot just from this from this this chat. Of, you know, if they're considering. Going off on their own and being, you know, their own bosses. There's quite a number of tidbits that people can can pick up from from you. So, so thank you very much for taking the time. Where can people find you?
0: Oh, www. Uh, let me let me first, you know, I want to say thank you for asking me. This was so much fun. Um, www. Textdoctor. dot com and For anybody who is looking and going into self-employment and you have questions, I would be most happy to give, just to share my experience with you. I mean, I'm certainly no expert in self-employment, but I have managed to stay uh, freelance for 26 years. So if I can help you launch a good freelance career. um, and, And one thing, I don't know, Neil, how's our time?
1: Oh, we've got about three minutes.
0: Okay, Um, I would like to say for anybody who's thinking about launching a business or going off on your own, um, it's not all peaches and cream. I can guarantee you that. There have been times when I've thought about going and getting, going back to a real job. But the problem is once you get out here, you have enough success as an autonomous uh, business owner, uh, and you run into a recession um, where things dry up as they do for Probably most businesses and of course then you can't get a job so that's kind of the uh, saving grace there but um, and there are times when I'm grumpy about you know a client canceling or a client taking advantage of me or whatever and I think oh I'd rather have a job and then I know from my experience of working that that, that this is this is the best thing I just need to get a good night's sleep and start all over again in the morning it's all good been great. Excellent. How's it going for you, Neil? You're off on your own, too. Is that working out for you? Oh, yeah. Think things are
1: going, you know, so far so good. You know, I started off at the beginning of this year, and I don't see my at least, as of now, I don't see myself going back to corporate America. I'm, I'm enjoying myself too much. So, everyone yep. out there, if you if you want to get in touch with, with Betty Brick, you can reach her at Dr. T E X T D O C T O R. Dot com. Again, that dot com Again, Betty, thank you so much for calling in. It was great speaking with you.
0: Neil, thank you. It's been wonderful talking to you. I so much appreciate I feel very honored. And good luck to all the people who want to, uh, to, to start your own business. Good for you. Great. Thanks again.
1: Well everyone, that is the end of Neil Thompson Speaks for today. Thank you for tuning in. Until next time, take care.